lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. you had a nice Rosh Hashanah and I want to dive into preparing for Yom Kippur and even though this class is about Yom Kippur really it's about so much more it's about tshuva returning to ourselves and these ideas are things that we can tap into at any time of year so we just came out of Rosh Hashanah we crowned Hashem King we invited him hopefully into our lives and committed ourselves to doing his will to the best of our ability. Or at least that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> and now our job for before and on Yom Kippur is to clean the schmutz that's getting in the way of that. And I spoke last year about how I had a big paradigm shift on Yom Kippur because it used to be a holiday that I dreaded so much because of the fasting and it became for me something a holiday that I actually looked forward to because it's really the most joyous holiday of the year. Why? And and again, I speak about this in the podcast from last year. If you want to go back and listen, because we're being given a clean slate, we're being given a second chance, we're being forgiven, and there's no greater joy than that of having a new chance, a new beginning, a clean slate. So how do we get there? We get there through the fasting, and we get there primarily also through tshuva. Tshuva, we spoke about last week, roughly translated as repentance, but really returning. And our sages teach how we do tshuva. There, there are specific steps that we're meant to take. We're supposed to admit what we did wrong out loud, regret it, and resolve not to repeat it, essentially. But before even doing those steps, before even doing that act of tshuva, there are certain foundations. And I want to speak about some of these foundational ideas. The first is that we need to take responsibility for our own lives. We are in charge of our actions because there can be no real tshuva until we own this fact. And I'll give an example through my own life. Right after Rosh Hashanah, I was feeling very heavy physically. Just I'd eaten so much food. <laughs> you know, there was so there's all the meals and eating, and I was complaining to my husband about how I'm just sick of coming out of. Shabbos and Yom Tov feeling just like gross physically like it's supposed to be a spiritually uplifting time and then to come out physically feeling gross just it doesn't seem to go together and finally he said to me Jenna you have to take responsibility you're deciding what to cook you're deciding what to eat or if you're buying food you're deciding what to buy eating tons of food isn't a Torah value actually the Torah commands us to take care of our bodies, to safeguard our health. So he said to me, you can't just blame the lifestyle. This is is your choice of of how much you're eating. So this was a very um, interesting point he made. For me, it really hit home because I tend to get caught up in the culture, the lifestyle of, you know, being observant. And it's easy to just go on rote, like, 
you know, we're in this time now where it's, for those who are observing the holidays, it's a holiday, then Shabbat, a holiday, Shabbat, repeat for an entire month. And so I'm kind of in like survival mode where I'm like, I just have to make a lot of food, buy a lot of food. And it doesn't matter if it's unhealthy. I just, this is what it is. Get load on the, the meat and the potatoes. And, you know, I'm having guests. I need a lot of food. And I just kind of, I don't want to say panic, but I go into this like survival mode where I'm just living on rope in an unconscious state, more or less. And when I'm thinking consciously about it, I'm realizing that my health is just constantly being put on the back burner in these situations. And this is a side point that I want to make is that we need to be careful of what's really a Torah value or a strong held minhag, like a custom, versus getting caught up in the culture, which sometimes is not even a to- based on a Torah value. And Jenny Searle has a book called Balanced Chuva where she really gets into that distinction and that discussion. So I, if you're interested in that, I, I recommend that book and I'll link to it below. But getting back to the example, the holidays are a more challenging time for physical health. That's without a doubt. But does it mean that my physical health needs to go out the window? No. I can try to take some responsibility. I can plan exercise. I can plan to walk on Yantif. I can plan meals that are more healthy and make more, you know, do go out of my way to prepare healthier meals. Um, or I can plan what I'm going to eat ahead of time. So I realized this was also so fitting because this particular example, because before any spiritual tshuva, the Torah t- tells us like we need to be physically fit. We need to, meaning we need to take care of our physical health before we can expect to grow spiritually. And so the foundation is really physical tshuva, taking care of our bodies. A mitzvah in the Torah, you know, Hashem gives us our bodies. They're on, our bodies are on loan. They're housing our neshama, our soul, and it's our job to care for them. And then from that place of physical health, we can achieve spiritual growth. But physical health is the foundation. And it's not just to be skinny, you know, so I can take nice Instagram photos. That's not why I want to feel better, <laughs> you know, like physically. It's for the sake of doing Hashem's will, for fulfilling our purpose in life. That's That should be our real motivation. Yes, we want to feel good in our bodies. We want to feel confident and we want to feel like we look nice. But beyond that, we want to be healthy so we can do Hashem's will. So point number one is that the very foundation of tshuva, at least in my mind, is taking responsibility for our lives and recognizing that we're ultimately the ones who are making the decisions. We have free will. And even though Hashem decides what happens to us at the end of the day, we have free will every single day in terms of our moral decisions. So we need to own that. And that's the very first step of being able to do tshuva. So the next point I want to make is once we've let Hashem into our lives, we can recognize him even more and ask him for help in these areas that we're struggling with getting back on track. So returning to my example, my husband reminded me like, Jenna, ask Hashem to help you. Ask Hashem, you know, ask him to help you take care of your body, especially during the holidays. Ask him to guide you to the right exercise classes or the right recipes. Um, send him, let him, ask him to send you the help that you need to accomplish these goals. And tefillah, prayer, of course, is a major component of Yom Kippur and of doing tshuva. The day is spent fasting and praying and doing tshuva. Like that is the day. And What's so interesting is all of these terms, tshuva and tefillah and tzedakah, which are 
you know, what we say that our sages tell us these three things, a null or a reverse uh, bad decree, each of these words are always mistranslated. So tefillah, prayer, is hitpalel, which is a reflexive verb that means to judge yourself. So when we're praying, we're not just asking Hashem for things like a vending machine. We're actively judging ourselves. So the process of prayer also can help us get to a place of realizing like, where am I stuck and what do I need to do to get unstuck, to get on the right path? And the last point that I want to make is we need to be careful of the Yetzirah, the evil inclination that is within all of us. And this is because the Yetzirah, one of the things it could do, it could do many things, <laughs> but one of the things it could do is it could cause us to be like falsely righteous. And then in trying to be something that we're really not, but we feel like we need to be, it can cause us to become resentful. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think when we're trying to set out on a new path, we need to be really careful in being genuine with ourselves in terms of where we're really holding. And if we pretend that we're on a level that we're not, the whole thing can fall apart. So in my example, as I said, I was really pushing myself to cook and host guests, you know, last year as well. And I was neglecting my health. And so I called my rabbi and uh, one of my rabbis and rabbitsons in America who are very big people. And I asked the rabbitson, how do I maintain feelings of joy during this holiday period? Because it can be very stressful, especially for women, all of the cooking and the cleaning and etc. So she said, you do what you can do. You know, she said, if if you just can make simple food, just make simple food. Like it doesn't have to be like this whole big fancy thing. Like, of course we want to make Shabbos and Yantif feel special, but she said, just do what you can do. And don't, you know, don't stress beyond that. And I remember that, um, one of my teachers, Sario Hubbard Riggler always teaches, we want to be in the, in the stretch zone in life. Meaning we want to always be stretching ourselves and growing, but we don't want to be in the stress zone where we're growing too much or we're trying to take on too much. So for me, like I was trying to be this like righteous woman who's like always like cooking and serving all these guests and has like an open home because that's like a vision that I have for my myself and my family, but I was out of touch with my real reality and my level of who I am and what I I can do, actually do in a truly healthy and joyful way, not neglecting my own health. So for me, I'm realizing like my real avoda, my real spiritual path now lies in getting back to the health of my health and my family's health and really spending time focusing on that. And then from that place, I can, I can start inviting guests. Um, but I can do it in a way that's in alignment with those goals. So we need to ask Hashem during this time, or we can ask Hashem to help us get clarity on our real avoda, our real service, not the one we think we should have. And this is real tshuva. This is returning to ourselves, returning back to the path that we're meant to go on. So to sum up, Yom Kippur is a time where we're able to regret and atone for the actions that have held us back from connecting to Hashem and ourselves, from really being our best selves this past year. And tshuva, which is really returning to ourselves, is first recognizing that we're responsible for our attitude and our actions despite external circumstances. 
And this is such a special time to look at our lives and realize which behaviors and thoughts are holding us back, even the ones parading as, as righteous, and ask Hashem to help us and to bring him into the picture. And we have to remember, we do tshuva, we return to our true selves with Hashem. I wish you an easy and meaningful fast and a Shana Tova again, a happy and healthy new year. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.